Welcome to MCU Diving Deep. You're listening to our first big Diving Deep episode where we go into 2008's Iron Man, the movie that kicked off the entire MCU. Okay, so it's 2008 right now, and now we're excited about Iron Man. Yeah. What, um, you were excited for it going in, I assume? Yeah, I remember, oh, good, what was the website we went to? Superhero Hype? Yeah. Was that it? Superhero Back Hype in the day? Still around, yeah. Is it still around? Yeah, it's, it's no really shit. hard to, to read because there's the ads, but. Right. Yeah, there. Uh, but yeah, I remember, I remember going on there every day looking for new set photos or new information super excited it's great (laughs) did it deliver for you the movie was it everything you thought it was going to be hell yeah brother (laughs) this movie's badass man i think we saw it together we did the twin creek and then uh i want to say i saw it twice i think i've seen until maybe the last couple years i think i've seen all of them twice in theaters but um have you watched i think we I think we might have seen it twice together in theaters. That I wouldn't put it past us. Well, no, we definitely did. At least as part of going to see Iron Man and then going to see the Avengers whole movie oh, series yeah. thing, right? Yeah, we so, sat so. through the whatever, the nine-hour mm-hmm. thing, stinky thing. <laughs> right. <laughs> it was it was, a, it was It was a great experience. But <laughs> anybody that's ever been to a convention before, <laughs> it's about the same smell. Yeah, for sure. Um, have you watched it recently? Is it still good? Just watched it the other night with uh, with the boys here, and really? I I still I still love it. It still holds up. Like so, still one of the best MCU movies. I would I would definitely say it's one of the best. Uh, it didn't have the pressure on it for world building, like it did yeah. to to an extent because. It is the first in this world, right? So it has all this stuff on its shoulder, but it, you know, the critiques with Iron Man 2 where it's, okay, well, a lot of it is just wanting to build for what's coming next because now they know that it's taking off. This one, they didn't know that it was going to take off and, and become this humongous thing, right? So it it is very you know, intimate story of, of the character and able to kind of spread its wings there and not worry about down the chute, you know? I think, uh, like, I watched it recently, too, and what I'll, I will say the way it looks, it looks super good. Like, I think there's, like, a, a much better balance of practical effects with, with like, CGI, but um, mm-hmm. also it really looks like a nineties movie, like the way he does his hair and everything and the way <laughs> they dress, it's, it's not clean and they don't dress like they're in this generation now with like the faded haircuts and all that stuff. Right. It's really weird to see. Mid two thousands, like a different <laughs> time, man. Yeah. They, they don't wear whatever slim suits, you know, like yeah. wears. it's weird. Um, I don't like, I remember thinking like the Nick Fury thing was like insane at the end. Right. right? Did we know about that beforehand? Had we spoiled that for ourselves? I did not know that there there was the the stinger at the end. We had a habit of sitting through the credits no matter what. 
back when we went to the movies every week yeah um, and so i mean i think we ended up kind of lucking out there because <laughs> i like i don't remember being like okay well there's going to be a post credit scene for anything so it's it's crazy because i don't think at that time they had planned other movies right like captain the hulk i think was was coming again but i think that was just because the last one was so poorly received but i, I mean think with the the amount of of time they had between movies like in in the 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 background of everything like behind the scenes they had to have had a plan for all this stuff right like i'm sure that they they put iron man out there to see how it would do and i mean if it if it didn't receive well then obviously they they would push out other movies and keep creating stuff but would they have pushed for this world at this point probably not i would assume but since it did take off they lets them kind of continue going with where they're going because incredible hulk came out the same year so and it well i think part of it is like everybody's familiar with the studio the other studios fox and sony having the rise to these superheroes but like Mm -hmm. the gag is back was it the 80s marvel was like going bankrupt and they sold all the rights right that's when they sold all those characters and so I think this was the first opportunity they had to make their own studio. And at this time, they're not Disney either. So like, I, right, I right. think that they just didn't have the money to be doing Captain America or Thor unless this right. stuff took off. Well, at, at this time, they didn't even have the, the like Marvel Studios. It was, this was distributed by Paramount. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. Um, and it wasn't, I think the Incredible Hulk, was, is it Universal that? That's, uh, that's Universal, yeah. So. And even to this day, I think they still have distribution rights. Mm-hmm. The Hulk. That's why they can't have a solo Hulk movie. Yeah. Interesting. So, let's talk about before we get into like the movie, movie stuff. Let's talk about where Iron Man is now. I mean, if you're listening to this, hopefully <laughs> you've seen all the MCU movies and you know he's dead. He's but, dead. Uh, <laughs> Um, so the, the most recent thing I've heard, we we know about, um, Robert Downey Jr. and Iron Man is that he has a cameo of some sort in the Black Widow movie, which has not come out yet. Mm -hmm. Recently he did Dr. Doolittle movie. And I think he had like some degree of creative control on that movie and it Mm -hmm. tanked, but, uh, running around doing press junkets for that. He was asked about the Black Widow movie and gave a pretty sour response. And the uh, the thinking, people are kind of guessing at why he, he, he made some remark of, about, I wish they would have told me or something to that effect. And we mm-hmm. all know how Robert Downey Jr. talks and he's just like a mile a minute. But right. people think that he said, uh, he said that because they just used footage from Civil War. Mm-hmm. Stock footage. Yeah or like deleted some something from the cutting room floor. Yeah, and after that he made comments like he's never going to be back. So uh, there's there's rumors all the time that he's coming back. Do you think that he ever will come back as Iron Man? Like he, even if it's years from now? I mean, I f- I feel like I feel like if you 
if you are in in his position and it's something that happened that you're frustrated with and you know speak your speak your mind i i'm totally with you i i i feel like like he himself i i i've always gotten that that he wanted to be done with with where he's at with this stuff right to go on and do yeah. other movies things like that but um i don't know i would hope that he he would you know come back eventually i mean i to be honest i think he deserves a break and yeah going from going from all this the story stuff that we've just had maybe stepping away from iron man is a good idea anyway but um yeah. we all love the guy anyway so it's hard to see yeah. him boxed out i don't think he's even being boxed out i think he i think he no, wanted to I, go, like you said and, right and it, i think anybody god rest like carrie fisher would be mad about being put into a movie that they did not film scenes for. That would just right. be kind of disrespectful. No, that's uh, that's definitely the case. So, so I was looking up the movies that came out like that year and, and previously, and and like I think part of the reason that it succeeded was because there are so many like duds, like so notably Spider-Man Three, X-Men. Okay, come on now, you are gonna. You're gonna cause a ruckus on this episode. <laughs> <laughs> We're gonna have to turn it into a Spider-Man three deep dive. Uh, yeah, that's well, Sony's okay. fault. The movie itself was not bad. It was one of the best. Oh, so this is like, uh, I don't. Do you remember the the trailer for Spider-Man three? It was amazing. That yeah. and then the trailer for X-Men three, I was amazing too. That's true. And then X Men Three I was pretty hyped, but yeah. they it was they were very misleading. I think is part of the problem. That, like that is that is we thought and, there were going to be Sentinels in X Men Three, and it was right. It was a Danger Room thing. Anyway, yeah. uh, but Spider Man Three was a good movie, and I'm going to stand by that. Not the Scratch best. That Spider Man Two is the best, but it's a, it's a good good enough movie. All right. So my point was. <laughs> like superhero burnout and which is pretty crazy because people keep saying that that's going to happen again mm-hmm. 23 movies into the MCU. Yeah, but they've been saying that. They've been saying that since like Avengers 1 came out. Yeah. So, well, I guess like this is the closest thing I think that happened to it. Like Spider-Man 3, X-Men The Last Stand, Superman mm-hmm. Returns. I don't think Jumper was very popular. I don't think Wanted was very popular. Hancock mm-hmm. I think was kind of a a fresh take maybe that people mm-hmm. got into. Um, yeah. But right after, I think it was right after Iron Man, the dark Knight came out because I think they were, they were contenders for the same award ceremonies. Mm-hmm. Which obviously Heath Ledger won. Well, yeah. So uh, a dark Knight came out that summer mm-hmm. and like later in the summer. Cause Iron Man was, was it May? Let me look here. We have it in our notes. April. So the end of April. And then Dark Knight was, looks like July. So, okay, you know, real close. And big properties. I mean, uh, as far as a Marvel movie, Iron Man, not the most, like, household name superhero, right? But 
Batman definitely is. And Batman's movie, The Dark Knight, being a sequel of another movie, which was uh, also good and people liked a lot. Yeah. So. Yeah, I don't. I don't want to turn it into a Dark Knight podcast either. But I think, right. like, it succeeded because it is almost standalone. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, crazy. I I think like Iron Man was a turning point. Not because of Iron Man was Dark Knight able to succeed, but like this is where like superhero movies like suddenly became really good and like mm-hmm. X Men and X Men Two were always they're like the biggest selling movies. But this is like. I don't know, the start of something different. Right. Um, well, I mean, it was it was building the world. It was, yeah. you know, the, this is this is where we're starting. And then you have the stinger at the end with Nick Fury coming in just and just saying, you're not alone, not referencing anything that's happened or anything that will happen. Bringing up Avengers. So anybody that is, you know, a Marvel fan or you know, a, a comic book fan in general knows, okay, well, that's implying this huge thing. <laughs> and even at the time, it seemed so impractical. Like, how would you ever get <laughs> all these movies together? So it, it was it was, and is like a, a huge, huge, you know, change in in movies and you know the movie itself is it it is a movie it's a self-contained thing but there's so much you know history that that is built off the back of it right with what's come since so that is i think really cool too because it not that batman and you know spider-man or whoever didn't have this huge you know history to them but iron man has Mm -hmm. like all these different things that it's like marvel movie or marvel superheroes have like a like a life, like they went through this in their 20s and their 30s, or blah, blah, mm-hmm. blah. I think that's another real cool thing, too, is because, I mean, Spider-Man, everybody knows Spider-Man. You don't have to be a comic book fan. You know who Spider-Man is. Batman, same thing. But Iron Man is like, it felt like a movie for people that were into comics or yeah. Marvel. Like, it wasn't like Jim down the street who's never read a comic book or any of that not interested in this at all is going to know who iron man is and now iron man's fucking huge yeah so he's he's like the biggest superhero i mean spider-man aside like iron man for a long time was the big superhero it's uh but now he's dead (laughs) podcast over he's dead (laughs) the end we Uh, like the movie five stars you remember do you remember reading an interview from or maybe it was a video kevin feige who at the time was not the legend he is now but saying Mm -hmm. because of the nick fury scene they can do captain america and thor and then they'll be the avengers because literally i think at that time they were looking at like avengers what was it one i don't think it was one because captain america wasn't in it but Avengers mm-hmm. one was Iron Man, Thor, Ant Man, and Hawkeye. You talking? You talking about Hawkeye. the comic, the the yeah. comic roster? Yeah, <clears throat> yeah. It was uh, Iron Man, Thor, uh, Ant Man, uh, the Wasp, and, the and Hulk. Hulk. So, I I remember reading that at the time and thinking like, this is the craziest thing. Like, 
not thinking that the Avengers would be like the first time in movie cinema, multiple movies had like combined. Let's kick this down the road to the Avengers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, we can move move this. But my point was that Nick Fury stinger was just like something fun that they did. And they were like, hey, we have Sam Jackson. We can call him up and pay him a billion dollars to film this one scene. Because in the in the Ultimate comics, Spider-Man or uh, the Ultimates, is it the Ultimates or is it the entire Ultimate Universe? Uh, it's the Ultimate Universe is where they uh, so including they Spider-Man and stuff like that. Yeah, is just Sam Jackson, modeled after Sam Jackson. Do you think because we're talking about current Iron Man? Do you think that you know obviously Iron Man had the the big legacy? plot point in spider-man do you think that we'll continue to see that um well i mean i think that for the the stories and of the spider-man movies like iron man has played a large role in in peter parker and his development as as a superhero so yeah i mean i feel like uh wherever they get to however whatever point they're going to move on from Spider-Man to, whether it's a long break or, or any type of thing like that, um, they would have to touch on Iron Man and At least the influence there. Right. It'd be so. if, he, if he didn't, was just, you know, missing from it, but do you mm-hmm. think it'll, he'll be around outside of that? Because. Yeah. I feel like it's the same thing, right? Like he's, he's been a prominent character for all these happenings and, and goings on. And, you know, I, I don't think that they're going to be like to the same extent, right. Where they are. Oh, well this bad guy is here because of Iron Man or Tony Stark. (laughs) Here's a bunch of people that he pissed off in a room together who are the new bad guys. Uh, But I mean, for the legacy of the character I think will will remain, you know. I'm sure that there will be nods to it. Um what was it back uh I'm gonna I'm gonna take us off course again if but um it was like when they when he moved the, the Stark Tower out of New York. Yeah like, that was Spider Man. Yeah. So if uh it could be stuff like that, right? Moving forward, maybe that, maybe that turns into like the Baxter Building, or or maybe. I, uh, I was thinking the same thing. Brilliant. Right. Um, yeah, or you know, Oscorp, if they can go down that yeah. route, that that would be cool. Things like that, you know. I'm I'm curious to see if like because at least in the comics, he bankrolled the Avengers and like paid for everything, and that's why they have the Avengers compound. So I'm curious mm-hmm. if going forward, if there is an Avengers like official team, if he, you know, if his name is on it or if he's paying still there. like that. Yeah. yeah. And then I had a thought while I was getting ready to, to, for this episode, do we know what suits are out there? We know that there's a rescue suit out there. His nano suit is pretty goofed up by the end of Endgame. Mm-hmm. But it's nano bites, so it should be okay. And I, to my knowledge, Shuri is the only one with technology, 
maybe there's other smart people out there, but do we know if there's any other suits? Because we know he's got at least the suit from Civil War. Mm -hmm. And then in Infinity War is the first, the next time after Civil War, I believe that we see him at least in a suit and he's got the nano suit at that time. Right. I mean, one would assume that and he, he has two nano suits too, right? Because he's got the one from Infinity War and then he's got the one that's modeled after his classic Iron Man armor that he wears mm -hmm. in Endgame with like the the no shoulders. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, and kind of the mythos of the character and, and all that, you know, he's kind of continuously is building suits and upgrading yeah. them. But I mean... But confirmed? Like, no. I, I think that there's... Uh, the rescue suit, um, you know, iron, uh, the pseudo iron patriot um, <laughs> war oh. machine suit. Yeah. Um, and there may or may not be more than one of those, but I guess the reason I, I was considering this is because in Iron Man 3, which is way back in phase two, he destroyed the hall of armor, quote unquote. Right. So at that time, so that was prior to Age of Ultron. So we had a suit in Age of Ultron and then Civil War. And I think, I'm assuming, he has a, he's had a different suit for every, every, every movie. Uh, yeah, so I'm assuming those are different suits too. So we're at, we're at, at least there are four Iron Man suits out. Um, mm -hmm. And the reason I was like considering this is because there's a rumor about Riri Williams, Ironheart. Oh yeah, having a show, quote unquote, and I don't want to get too far into that, but her thing is like she reversed engineered a suit, but mm -hmm. are there any suits out there for her to reverse engineer? There's four at least. Well, there's damage suits all over as well, so that's true. Yeah, she could pick up some nanobytes off of the ground somewhere. <laughs> um, so let's get into like the plot of the movie and like the characters. So. At the time that this movie was being made and, and obviously being viewed, Tony Stark was supposed to have, like, I, I guess differing from the comics, Tony Stark becomes Iron Man and is Iron Man, and this is a one-shot thing. But at the end of the movie, he says, I'm Iron Man, which is like a pretty heavy diversion, right? From, right. Because prior, even prior to these movies, to this movie, in the in the other movies like spider-man whatever they had secret identities yeah secret identity so it was total subversion of your your expectation if you're right. a i mean game of thrones fan but um <laughs> but yeah like that was a that was a shock right like oh <laughs> we're just gonna come out and do this i think it worked well that was the last <laughs> thing we saw before we saw the nick fury bit too so like right leaving the theater right so, so i mean if we're if, if you're talking about uh that happening compared to the comics then i mean yeah in the comics he's pretty well well known as hey tony stark is iron man but at the beginning it's not the case he was you know oh that's my my bodyguard <laughs> i have a bodyguard, bodyguard yeah and he dresses in an iron iron suit and does all this stuff so that seems super lazy to me. It always has like 
I know. <laughs> it might as well have been you. Like, <laughs> right? If you have if you have an iron suit where the person can't get hurt, I don't. Yeah. I don't. Why even bother with the lie? Oh, because if I need to get what, at your, what kind of people are you pissing off that you need this as a bodyguard? Right, and like the entire reason they need superhero or secret identities is. Uh, to protect their families so if your your bodyguard is a superhero the first thing i'm going to do is put a gun to your head and right. say like <laughs> crazy um right so in the movie he gets his suit and well so in the movie he goes um he goes to what like afghanistan and he's presenting his his weapons demonstration and from there uh you know gets kind of kidnapped by the Ten Rings criminal terrorist organization. Do they call it the Ten Rings in Iron Man? They One? do, yeah. Interesting. I believe, yeah, because when you, uh, when they send the the, like, we captured him message to ransom him. Oh, yeah, yeah. They, they mention it there, so. And I think at that time, I don't know if this was, this is probably not a fleshed, fleshed out idea, but it's meant to look less like magical Mandarin and more like this is a terrorist organization, like an updated kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. Like so, kind of real world to what was happening. Yeah. At, at the, the time, time with like the war and, and all that stuff. And, and I think to be sensitive too, I don't know if they ever say it was it's Afghanistan or anything like that, but yeah, um what did they they mention Yinsen's um movie hometown? I can't remember what it is off the top oh, of my it, head it's, it's is it a real place <laughs> Google, um, where is Yensen from <laughs> um I guess it's worth noting that back i want to say this has been revised like twice but previously in the like the comics he's um in vietnam and i want to say somewhere else like it's it's always war relevant to what the united states has been doing at the time right so i mean um the the comic counter counterpoint to it um is is uh that he was in he went to vietnam to go and see how uh, a weapon would would work like something that he created to go and kind of test it out basically okay so he's not he's not jericho like doing the whole jericho thing yeah yes and no because i mean he has something that he's shooting off to see how it works but i don't i don't think it's like he's selling it i think it's more of a personal interest so he's in uh vietnam there and he gets kidnapped by um, a warlord named Wong Chu. <laughs> so, I mean, in the, in the film, uh, the Ten Rings leader, his name is Raza. So, I'm yeah. already very different. But basically, um, you know, that's the same kind of idea. Is is he's kidnapped and brought to this thing uh yinsen's hometown by the way is golmira which is in afghanistan mm-hmm. so okay um but i mean speaking of yinsen that brings us to the next point 
is there. He he meets Jensen, who tells him, you know, this is the situation you're in. Oh, by the way, you had some shrapnel that blew up and uh, got lodged next to your heart. So you're going to need this uh, <laughs> this super magnet to make sure you don't die. Same thing uh, in Vietnam. He had the the weapon that he brought and was watching blew up and got shrapnel in his chest. Yinsen helped save him. Uh, the difference, comic-wise, is that in the movie, it's just the two of them. But in the in the comics, there's there's more people. And oh, really, yeah, there's um there's a, a number of people that are prisonered with them. Now it's mostly those two that are working together to build the the first suit. Uh, but just to kind of show that it's a you know bigger camp, basically. So um, other than yeah, go ahead. being Vietnam, it's basically the same. Like the suit looks like it's just ripped right out of the comics, right? Oh yeah, that suit is like perfect. <laughs> is uh is the arc reactor is that a whole thing in it too, or is that made for the movie? No, that's a thing. That's like what they build. Okay. I guess what I remember about Iron Man and stop me when I make an error, but um, Iron Man had like his own comic, and Tony Stark was Iron Man and you know, lying about it. It's his bodyguard and doing fighting other super suit bad guys. But in mm-hmm. like the shield comics, Tony Stark was like their weapons provider. And, but it's not mentioned that he's Iron Man, at least not in a non Iron Man context. So like when he, at the end of, or midway through this movie, 2008 Iron Man, he says, we're not doing weapons anymore. We're doing energy. Cause I've got this giant arc reactor. Mm-hmm. Do do they do that in the comics? He continues to make weapons, though, right? For the for the good guys, at least. So he does uh, in the comics. He's got so many different like businesses and business names and stuff like that. <laughs> he's but, a rich guy. Yeah, but like uh, he does have one that's like just energy, like creating energy and mm-hmm. stuff. So, I mean, as far as Iron Man and deviations from Iron Man's origin, like just those minuscule things. The only other thing to bring about uh, is that in the comics, Tony Stark knew who Jensen was, and like oh, was prior a, to, was, yeah, because Jensen really? is this huge, uh, huge brain like scientist guy. And Tony Stark, being a scientist guy, like respects him. And so when they meet in this camp, uh, they meet there, and they don't meet at some uh, like New Year's Eve party. <laughs> but uh, but yeah, that's pretty much the only difference. Like there's character, other characters, and their interactions and and stuff with with Tony Stark that are different but as far as like oh well, this is how he became iron man and this is how he lived his life you know not much it's just it's pretty faithful to the the original origin so is everybody i guess is the rest of the cast pretty pretty accurate to the comics um 
yes and no. So, uh, yeah, yeah, go ahead. So the one thing, like, and I don't, I don't know this from the comics, but reading an encyclopedia, you know, years and years ago, I don't remember Tony Stark having, like, I know the name Pepper Potts, but I want to say that he's had, like, a handful of, like, main love interests. It's not like a Mary Jane situation. Oh, yeah. Versus, like, Pepper Potts in the movies is the entire time. Right. Starts, like, girlfriend. Right. Except for Christine Everhart. He also has a tryst with Christine Everhart. Is that the, the reporter? Yeah. <laughs> a tryst. But, I like that. <laughs> thank you. Um, but, yeah, like, in the in the comics he's he dates everybody he dates madam mask we just talked oh. about her in our little mini-sode uh he he and i'm using date as a in interchangeable word with uh trust basically Adam. right yeah. yeah um but you know black black widow um gamora uh who else oh, really pepper yeah, pots in the, in the comics the wasp um I wanted to say that he had like two or three other because she was his secretary for a long time, right? Like in a more traditional sense than like she's running Stark Industries, but mm-hmm. he had like a couple other secretaries that I thought were even more than just like trysts that were like love interests for multiple. Oh yeah, I think. Yeah, like uh, with the Wasp, I think that's more of a recent thing but like that's yeah that's like a an actual dating type of relationship i and as far as if it's still going on i i don't know but uh black widow was a an on and off type of thing um so yeah i know in yeah black widow in the ultimates which was like a at the time i think this is like prime ultimate line of uh comics like the the Ultimates and Ultimate Spider-Man and Ultimate Fantastic Four and Ultimate X-Men were going on like when this yeah, movie the came out. Mid, mid-2000s time. Yeah, because I think uh, the fear, maybe it wasn't fear, but people were thinking that this would be influenced a lot by the Ultimate Universe, which mm-hmm. in the Ultimates, Black Widow and Iron Man were a thing. Mm. Um. What's with the names? <laughs> I, this name? question is not to you. Pepper Potts and Happy Hogan, and it seems like really silly. I've always thought that's really weird and silly. Well, comic books love their alliterations. <laughs> Peter Parker. Yeah. I mean, uh, to be f- fair, and I mean, Happy Hogan. I think his name is actually Harold Happy Hogan. Yeah. Like Happy's a nickname, and Pepper Potts. Her real name is Virginia. So. <laughs> uh yeah but i mean uh touching on those two as well like in the comics they have different uh different stories and so like pepper Potts and and happy hogan actually marry each other so that'd have been weird a different movie it was like that's a perfect casting john favreau casting yeah. himself has happy hogan <laughs> i need the perfect happy hogan i'll <laughs> cast myself the job goes to you john well thank you john <laughs> john favreau is just a good dude he's awesome like man i 
I loved him ever since uh, Very Bad Things. If you haven't seen Very Bad Things, oh, yeah. you watch that. <laughs> He's great. <laughs> um, so, the, like, the other thing, the big thing, the, I feel like this is, like, the most noticeable, if you know Iron Man. Jarvis was, like, an AI. Yeah, yeah. He's a huge player in even, like, the Avengers. Like, he's always around, which is... Yeah, they were right out of the gate. Axed that, and we never saw Jarvis. Well, I mean, we talk about we talked about Tony Stark bankrolling the the Avengers, and <laughs> yeah. he 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 gives them you know a place to live and stay, and then you know he also gave them Jarvis to kind of help Jarvis. out. And yeah, Jarvis is like the number two butler of all time, too. Right? Does Double O Seven have a butler? Does M count? Like, <laughs> yeah. yeah, M is 007. <laughs> It'd be like Albert, Alfred, I'm sorry. Alfred, Alfred, Alfred and Jarvis are like mm-hmm. the two biggest butlers in the world. Crazy. And then, I don't know, like Paul Bettany is a perfect cast. I guess we didn't even include Paul Bettany on the list of our cast here, but he's a great AI. Yeah. He's half machine already. Yep. Um, so I don't want to steal your points, but uh, like going steal into my point. the 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 one comic that I think everybody knew outside of um, you know Ultimate Iron Man. I don't. Mm-hmm. Th- I think that Demon in a Bottle is even more popular than Ultimate Iron Man. I don't yeah. think it's even. I think it's a lot more popular. It's got to mm-hmm. be the most popular Iron Man story. Right. So, so like, in the comics, you know, he's uh, Tony Stark has a an affinity for the drink, and uh, so yeah, <laughs> that's about it too, right? Like it's it's just him battling alcoholism. There's nothing. I mean, it's handled really well. It's like a good story, but yeah, I mean, he gets he gets himself off and he relapses, and it, yeah, it's it's very human. <laughs> <laughs> he um. Oh, what was I going to say? So if you watch the Iron Man deleted scenes and stuff on the DVD, which I have, or it's now on Disney Plus too, they talk about that storyline and they say like, this was an obvious choice, but then we we didn't want to do it because we thought it would be too dark. And I don't mm-hmm. know if that's like an origin story that they should go dive into something like that anyway, but like for a sequel or something maybe. They right. flat out say it in the first movie. They're like, we're not going to do it. Right. But so, I mean, about... yeah, definitely. We've talked about um, how it's it's kind of put into the, the second movie, which when we deep dive into that, I, you know, we can bring up the points of how it's similar and all that stuff. And anybody that's seen the movie or read the comic, I'm sure you can attest to it. But uh, but yeah, it's it's such a better idea for a sequel anyway like it it would kind of detract from what they're trying to tell in this first movie so like there's that when we talked about it too we talked about like when he gets captured he goes to afghanistan he escapes he gets Mm -hmm. on a plane i think he calls roadie right how does he get out of afghanistan i'm blanking uh so he he 
booster jets out of the encampment, and then the uh, the suit falls apart as he's in midair. He falls, and then he has to walk through the desert. And and he from carries there, the suit. but he finds just, he finds somebody in a with a camel or something, right? No, they they just kind of happen upon him. Oh, okay. Um, like he's he's walking, and then a helicopter shows up. He is able to wave it down. I mean, he's a so, pretty prominent man in the world. What's Tony Stark doing out in this desert? <laughs> well, um, and I mean, he went with in the in the movie. He went with Rhodey, and that's true. They had this big combat with uh you know, the the Ten Rings. A terrorist group. So it's not like they just plucked him out in the middle of the night. And they all think you're out there to like the yeah. bar. Well, the where I was going with this is he gets off the plane and like he sees Pepper and he's like, "Man, you know what I could use right now?" And she's like, "Tony, stop!" Gosh, thinking that he wants a drink because I I mean there's a couple shots of him drinking like on the airplane and stuff like that but at this point it's not hinted that he's an alcoholic or anything like that other than I think it's kind of hinted that like he's fallen from grace a little bit by the fact I, that he doesn't show up for his award ceremony and all right. that I always took it in a different direction with that part and that might speak more to me or speak more about me but I thought he was talking about uh, relations. Oh, was it? <laughs> that's just why. That's how I always interpreted it, and really? maybe the okay. Even with her reaction, you th- you thought that they were both talking about. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, your yours makes sense as well. Like, right now, <laughs> this is the first time that you've thought that that in that context. Not that no, I'm always, shaming you. You. I've always thought the, that. So maybe it's oh, just. Okay. Maybe it's just me. Maybe I'm a deviant. You are. You're disgusting. You should be ashamed of yourself. I am. Sorry. No. So maybe you're right. I guess I took it as alcohol, but he turns around and says, like, cheeseburgers. I want cheeseburgers. Right. So I had not heard this story, but you should you should tell the whole Robert Downey Jr. thing. So while doing some deep diving for, you know, research and st- stuff like that, um came across a story um from the oh god what was the publication uh new york daily news apparently um robert downey jr was speaking with uh, those folks and he was talking about uh how burger king helped him to go go clean because as we know, Robert Downey Jr. himself has a very uh, storied yeah. past, and, and he had his uh, his uh, run-ins with drugs and and, and the like. So, it, super super kind of close um, relationship with with Tony Stark. Really, I mean, like prominent people that have kind of this this demon they're battling, you know. Uh, but he mentions uh, a night where he had, you know, a, a bunch of drugs that he was traveling with, and then he went to a Burger King. And uh, in the in the story itself, he mentions making like the most disgusting order <laughs> and going and eating it, and then 
kind of having a an epiphany of being like oh my god what the fuck's going on <laughs> and from there dumping all these drugs and then going and and seeking treatment so from from that to he gets rescued he comes back and the first thing he does is get a burger king cheeseburger it's kind of like a nod to that so that's really cool i i hadn't heard that until you told me that but that's even more that like robert downey jr is iron man or he is tony stark kind of crazy yeah like i just thought it was a nod to like demon in a bottle the whole time with the, mm-hmm. the alcohol comment but and i think so so he goes and he sits down at the press conference and he's cheeseburgers that's how that scene ends yeah so i mean he he gets two or three burgers yeah it has to be three and i'll tell you why it's because i watched it and it looked like he got two because he ate one as he was coming off and then he starts eating another one and then it's like okay well he only has two but then i don't know if there's like a a, a goof or something but then in the middle of the conference <laughs> right as it starts he gets another burger out which he had to have eaten the second burger super fast because it was like gone in an instant and then he starts eating another one but he probably was really hungry. He was just in the desert. Yeah. So. For canon's sake, we'll say it was three, but I bet that there was probably a goof and they cut the scenes out of order and he probably ate the cheeseburger <laughs> in reverse order. Maybe the wow. maybe the problem was he just kept eating the cheeseburgers. <laughs> yeah. They had to order more and more cheeseburgers because this is Robert Downey Jr. we're talking about. And <laughs> uh I apologize to the listeners. We did not dive deep enough. We should have found out how many cheeseburgers we eat. How many cheeseburgers are in the script? God damn it. <laughs> Didn't we pay somebody to do this? Get the right number of cheeseburgers. <laughs> okay. Um, do you, are there, is there anything else comic wise that we should point out? Like Obadiah Stane is oh, not. Oh yeah. I want to talk about him. He's not like the big Iron Man bad guy, right? So is it weird that he's the first bad guy? I feel like it was handled was it well. obvious. That... No, I wouldn't say it's obvious. I, so so Obadiah Stane in the comics, like totally different. Like this is the one that we we probably di- diverge the most. Um, because in the comics he he doesn't have this storied history with the Stark family so much as like, Oh, I'm a part of this empire. And, uh, you know, he doesn't pay <laughs> the terrorist group to kill him or attempt to kill him or, you know, Wong Chu, he doesn't oh, yeah. pay them to, to kill him. He is, uh, in the comics, he kind of touches upon the, the demon in the bottle stuff. Cause he knows about Tony Stark and he's, um, he was like a a tech guy too. If I'm remembering correctly, like he had his own company and yeah. he was, so he wanted to, to take over Stark International. And uh, so what he did was, was he kind of helped Tony to, to relapse and, and drink a lot. And then while he, Tony Stark was, you know, unable to handle his life because he was, you know, drinking, um, Obadiah goes and he pays off all these debts that that Stark International had accumulated, thus putting himself in a, you know, holding most of the shares and being 
being the person to run the company. Um, at which point, you know, Tony does a superhero thing and is able to to get himself back together and become Iron Man again. And then while this happens, uh, Obadiah makes his Iron Monger suit, which they never directly call him Iron Monger in the movie. They do. He does say the word. We are Ironmongers, but yeah. uh, but, but he dies at at the end of the movie too. So there's no he dies at the end of the movie. And in the comics, what happens is he he fights Tony Stark, and Tony Stark beats him. And then after he loses, his helmet gets knocked off, and and he kills himself by shooting himself in the head with a like a repulsor thing from his hand. Oh, wow! So temporarily, so he's dead there. He's temporarily. <laughs> He's dead. He gets better later. Except for he doesn't because he has... We have to have him in other comics. How can he be dead? Right. Well, his kid or kids, I think, take over as bad guys, but they don't come around till later. So it is true. Like, he's not... He is an Iron Man bad guy and, oh, well, but he's not the big bad like, you know, the Mandarin is or something like that. I mean, even... Like the Mandarin is a big bad, but there are bad guys that are like, like the Joker. The Joker's not Batman's big bad, but he's like always thought of when you're thinking of Batman. So, right, is Obadiah that bad guy? Like it's not. Hammer, no, I mean it's not Whiplash. Yeah, I I feel like he's the the most um, even even keel you know power set right they're just two two guys with suits <laughs> that do shit <laughs> and they fight it out okay and i i uh, think they handle obadiah well for this movie because it makes it it makes it personal things and uh and then like if you say okay well we're going to have an Iron Man movie and we're going to have the Mandarin in it. Like it's, it's a little, how are you going to handle the Mandarin? Like, are you going to, yeah. you're going to make it that he's got superpowers? Cause this movie is totally grounded, right? There's, there's no super heroes, like superpowers that are happening. Yeah. happening. So, I mean, you, you just are, Hey, we're rich guys and we know all this tech stuff and, we can build this and we're going to fight. So so I always thought that that was the point in the comics. I don't think that that, honestly, I never think that any of the like levity that the comics are trying to deliver, like back in the sixties, just the art style just never delivered it for me. But I always thought the point of the Mandarin being the bad guy in Iron Man is like Iron Man is tech. He would never believe in something like magic. Right. Mandarin is magic and so they're natural enemies kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, I'm with you on that. Um so we should go into like production before this gets too long, but what about um so Colson is the only other like big build character later on. I guess he's not big build in this movie, but he's mm-hmm. not a comic. He's a new character, right? Yeah, he so he was he was made for the movie. I mean, from then he's become a comic book character because he's fucking amazing so but <laughs> but yeah but i don't think he was even intended to be like i don't know why he was such a hit right like yeah prior to iron man 2 everybody like, loved 
watching Iron Man uh, the the first time, like I always just kind of assumed, okay, well he's random Shield agent. Yeah. Cool. Like he, uh, Clark Gregg is a good actor, and <laughs> it seems like a fucking cool dude. But yeah, just like okay, this is Shield agent man. He's gonna introduce Shield. That's awesome. Yeah. And then he comes back in the the sequel, and then he comes back in Avengers, and people just kind of liked him. So I know I did. You know, when we go through these, we're gonna have to actually find a way to watch the the Coulson shorts, like the little stingers that they put in the Disney or the the DVD add-ons. Oh yeah, like the little uh, one-shot things. Yeah, like what Coulson found on the way to Thor's hammer or something. I forget what they're called, but I think they're just on YouTube and stuff. Are but they? We'll, yeah, we'll watch them. I'll hunt them down and I'll send you links and stuff. I got to tell you something really embarrassing too. But I want to say we saw this the first two times. Maybe it's just the first time. But he like goes in and tells Pepper, "I'm on with the strategic homeland." <laughs> blah blah blah. Totally right, right. did not put it together. Didn't put it together <laughs> until the end of the movie when he says yeah. shield. Me yeah. too. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, <laughs> I was like, that's a really fucking dumb name, guy. <laughs> like you're so boring. Like who needs all this crap in this movie? <laughs> okay, um, so let's talk about the production of the movie. I guess before we do like casting, because I think the casting is the most interesting thing, the -hmm. virtual effects. So I don't know if you've watched all like the, I I watched the special add-ons and crap years ago when I bought the DVD, like Mm -hmm. years and years ago, but Disney plus had them. So I watched them again and it's crazy. Like looking at Iron Man, I think that they CGI shrink his head because when a person puts on the helmet, his head is gigantic. And mm-hmm. then hitherto, any any Iron Man movie afterwards, they don't wear the helmet at all. They just CGI a helmet right onto Robert Downey Jr.'s face. And I believe mm-hmm. the only part of the suit he actually ever wears is the uh, the chest piece and the shoulder pieces. Same with yeah. Kenji. Until like Endgame. When he just he just doesn't wear it at all. Huh? He just wore yeah. the the tracking mocap balls. So. <laughs> and then, so like, if you watch the the special, I mean, like screen tests and stuff, it's really cool because there's an actual Iron Man suit, and I think that's the only time that they do it. Mm-hmm. Um, what I was going to point out too is they talk about, like, I remember watching the movie and thinking they never they never say how iron man's gonna sound or they in the trailers and stuff they never you never hear robert downey jr as iron man and Mm -hmm. so there was a trailer early on that had the iron man song by uh black sabbath and that i think it's at the beginning of that song where it goes i am iron man and he sounds Mm -hmm. like a robot Mm -hmm. they don't play the whole black sabbath song but they play that like while the while the title screen comes up and you're like oh shit Iron Man sounds sick. And I totally never realized that that was Ozzy Osbourne. Iron Man, Iron Man sounds like Ozzy Osbourne from 1984. Yeah. And like, no, about, I don't know, something like that. The way that he looks in the comics, like with the weird bendy metal for his eyes and making him look like he's angry and stuff like that. Yeah. I, I totally <laughs> yeah. Sound, that sounds exactly how Iron Man should sound. 
I was thinking, Thank God man, they didn't I do hope, that. <laughs> no, it would be so cool for the next 15 years they have that sound. No, the sound is fine. I'm talking about giving him like eyebrows and stuff. Oh, yeah, make his metal bend. Oh, that would yeah. be terrible. But um, so they, that, what they created, like I think while they were filming, they didn't plan this out, but they put Robert Downey Jr.'s face under a sheet with a camera with the LEDs on his face to make it look like he's somehow got a camera inside the mask that's like watching him. And like, like to do the sh- like the shots where they show him with yeah. the interface over his face and all that stuff. And you don't even think about it. Like you see these, you watch all of the Iron Man movies, and you don't even think about how many times they show his and Rhodey's faces inside. Because like mm-hmm. you see what he sees, and you see the little UI pop up all over to tell him, oh, you're at thirty percent. But then you also see the opposite where you see his face and you see him looking around through the the screen. And I guess this is something they just made up like on the fly is what I, maybe I'm recalling it wrong, but it's crazy to think that like, it's such a good, it's filmed so well that you don't almost don't even think about it. Yeah. No, I, I, the, the thing that I've always thought when watching it, like anytime you watch, um, watch the, the, face piece kind of close on the mask um it always seems real super tight to his face right which would kind of be almost (laughs) hard to read but when they show those shots like it's it's almost like he's got he's got like an entire (laughs) like three or three to five inches off of his face where he can actually like look around and see stuff that's a good point because like the leds light up like his whole face Mm -hmm. you you kind of see like the little eight the the UI lights kind of moving around on his face. Um, it's crazy. So like if you, if you watch those like, deleted scenes, it's kind of funny how much uh, is done with CGI. Like obviously not as much as Endgame, but like the moment at the end where he's, I think they're fighting on top of the arc reactor. Like none of it's real. It's crazy that they're all, they're just laying around and, um, Oh my God, Obadiah, <clears throat> excuse me, Ironmonger. His suit is really awesome because it's not mobile. It looks like a Mythbusters-like thing that they made where he just sits up in there yeah. and pretends to react like he's moving and stuff. Mm-hmm. Really cool stuff. Um, the other, the only other thing I was going to talk about is the, uh, the snap scene in Endgame. Mm-hmm. We know that that, I think must have done it on purpose, this film that his last scene his last scene is his actual last scene in the in the mcu right Right. it's the they filmed it in the same studio where he did the screen test uh as iron man to be like cast in this movie which is Hmm. kind of sad and crazy it's like full circle right yeah um so casting casting give give me your hot take on robert downey jr because who's this robert downey jr fella i want to say that you mentioned you were not a fan or you did thought it was a bad fit i thought it was i thought it was going to be a train wreck i uh i had been aware of robert downey jr's work and stuff and i would never say that i had seen something where i was like oh robert downey jr was shit in that or anything like that um, yeah, <laughs> but I, I had known about 
you know, the whole drug arrests and, and having gone to prison and stuff like that. And I, I didn't give him the benefit of the doubt with, with that. And, you know, I will eat shit every day. Anybody wants to talk about Iron Man? Cause he's fucking killed it. Like he literally was Tony Stark. I mean, in, in actuality, like seeing, seeing more, personal stuff about him or, or things like on talk shows and stuff, which I hadn't paid attention to before. Um, uh, like, like he is <laughs> definitely just, just a very Tony Stark like guy, very charismatic and uh, seems like a dude that you would want to, to hang out with. Like, mm-hmm. I don't know. I think that it was, I knew that he he was you know a comedic actor like he he had a short stint on Saturday Night Live, and uh, he was more, from my recollection, uh, you know comedic roles, which again, never had a a bad, you know. What did what did you see him in that was comedic? I guess the only thing prior to like this era that I remember him in, and I don't even know the name of the movie. I want to say it was a Tom Cruise movie, but he flies an airplane and he's trying to hide the airplane. And so he flies it into the wreck of another airplane and cuts the wings off. Have you heard, do you know what movie we're talking about? No. Do you know what movie you're talking about? I don't, I don't know the name of it. Robert Downey pilot. What, uh, I, I can't think of him being a. I know he did SNL. Yeah. But that was pretty short lived, wasn't it? Yeah, I think he was in like a season or half a season or something like that. Air America. Do you, do you remember that movie? 1990. Mm-hmm. He's like in some hot water and he's like in this valley flying around his, his airplane and he knows he's going to get busted. If they, if they catch him in that airplane, he's in big trouble. So he sees the wreck of another airplane with the back end ripped off. He crashes the plane down on the ground and flies it into this other airplane and cuts the wings get cut off, but he's hiding inside this other airplane other, other planes come around and they don't see him. Hmm. Go back and that, there's your homework for the, the episodes. Okay. <laughs> Watch air America featuring Mel Gibson. And uh, Robert Downey, but but he's young yeah. in that movie. He's like the right, right, right. Yeah, that's what I'm. Uh, it's about the same time as that because I remember him in like, um, like <laughs> Back to School. <laughs> you remember Back to School with uh, uh-huh. Rodney Dangerfield, where he goes back to college? Oh, is he in that? He's in that, and then he's in he's in Weird Science. He's not like oh yeah, one of right. the prominent yeah. roles. But the thing that I I remember the most was uh, Soap Dish. I don't know if you've ever seen that. But... No, I have not seen that. Okay, so Soap Dish is about like the writing room and and actors and stuff, actors and actresses on a on a soap opera, and kind of like oh, okay. uh, the shenanigans that ensue there. And it, you know, with with this again, he wasn't bad. He was yeah. perfectly perfectly fine. He acted well, you know. But I, I, I guess going into it, I thought he was going to be have more of a comedic, um, yeah, angle, and he kind of did. Like he's definitely, but it worked, right? Yeah. Like it's he's definitely not the Tony Stark from the comics. Like he's the playboy part of it, but he's a lot more like squirrely, right? Whereas like 
comic Tony Stark is like very he's a he's he's more um together I guess yeah like he's he's more uh um respectable might be the wrong word but that's what I'm thinking like respectful to his familial name I I guess okay yeah right is that is that a good descriptor that's a good way to put it (laughs) maybe not so um loose that won't get us a cease and desist (laughs) talking about him that way but you know he came out with uh as iron man in it and it was amazing and i mean there was good movies right right before that would would have been filming at the same time right or 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 yeah around the same time um we have i'm glad you brought that up because we have a list of other movies look at that (laughs) so this came out that our movies 2008 charlie bartlett i actually saw afterwards because i think this is actually when netflix kind of took off too like uh maybe scratch that from the record because i don't know if that's true but Zodiac, Charlie, Charlie Bartlett, Zodiac, and Scanner Darkly. He and I haven't seen Kiss Kiss Bang Bang, but everybody swears by it. But these mm-hmm. movies, like he's very much the Robert Downey Jr. of Iron Man, and less the Robert Downey Jr. of the '90s, in my opinion. Yeah, especially Zodiac. Like he could be Tony Stark in Zodiac. Right, and in Zodiac, he plays a character that's got a drinking problem, so there we go. Yeah, and that this is after his comeback, right? 2007? Yeah, this is kind of like the renaissance, right? Like, he, he's he got uh, Iron Man, Zodiac, Scanner Darkly, these all Kiss Kiss Bang Bang was a few years before. Um, so, kind of like, these these are the bigger named movies that were kind of really pushing him. So it's back, it's kind of weird into the zeitgeist really right like yeah and it I maybe I I'm not sourcing this but Robert John Favreau I feel like he said like this was meant to be a big comeback for Robert Downey Jr. and stuff which may not be accurate if he's already getting I mean obviously these are not lead roles that he's got Zodiac or whatever right I mean but if we're if we're looking at these titles like they're very kind of niche audiences yeah. you know what I mean like Kiss Kiss Bang Bang is I've heard nothing but but amazing things but I still haven't seen it <laughs> I haven't seen and, it and that would, that's the one that I would say is the most um, revered like not rev- not revered because Zodiac is, is amazing and I think everybody that's yeah. seen it would say uh, but like the most um, accessible to, to anybody oh really yeah Kind of like uh, Good Night and Good Luck. Also, another movie that I've heard is really good, but it's you know a, a super artsy drama, which you know it itself isn't the big blockbuster movie where it's going to make almost a billion dollars, right? Yeah, can, can be a really good movie, but but not going to be that. Same thing, The Scanner Darkly. It was itself a very kind of yeah, uh, niche. By <laughs> yeah. Zodiac is a really heavy drama. <laughs> like it's Long, very yeah. for very foreboding and, and that movie's so good though. 
and dark. It definitely is. Uh, but again, not the big summer blockbuster that's going to bring in a bunch of money and, and, you know, kind of get your name out to, to everybody in the world. So, so, so they, he wasn't even, I think the only candidate, right? So I have a list here of, of the actors that were up for it. And surprisingly, like Hugh Jackman is on there, which is weird. Cause he's at that point still mm-hmm. knee deep in X-Men. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess Tim the elephant even screen tested, meaning he like got to wear the armor and crap, which is pretty insane. Like it could mm-hmm. have been Timothy Oliphant. And honestly, it's surprising that he hasn't made his way into the, into a superhero movie because he's, he's about that age and he's got that caliber. I think. Yeah. He was in, he's great. Yeah. He's awesome. I think he was doing justified at this time. Yeah. I think so. That's, that, I think that lines up. Um, and I haven't, so this Jim Caviezel was like a big talk name. And I remember thinking to myself that he was my pick. Like I, yeah, he was like, if you don't know that name listeners, he was the Jesus in Mel Gibson's passion of the Christ. And I think he was like Rob, not Robinson Crusoe. What's the movie where the guy breaks out of jail and is on a, Oh, um, count of Monte Cristo. Count of Monte Cristo. I think he, that was Jim Caviezel. Mm-hmm. But uh, I haven't heard his name since this. I don't think. Um, um, no, he just had a he just had a TV show that was on a few years ago. Like uh, Person of Interest. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. Where they like uh, have some supercomputer thing or something, isn't that? No, you're right. No, Kiefer um, Sutherland is 24. I'm thinking of uh, what's. The oh, show? you're thinking. You're thinking of the one where he's like the vice president or something, right? (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Um, Designated survivor, but Sam Rockwell. Sam Rockwell Rockwell is is amazing. He is. He's great. And he would, I don't think he's a good Tony Stark, but. I I have 100% confidence that if he were (laughs) cast as Tony Stark, he would have been amazing. So he, um. I feel like with him being a choice for Iron Man, it's almost like an Easter egg that he ends up being Justin Hammer, mm-hmm. Iron Man Two, and we'll and we'll get into to like that stuff and the Iron Man Two deep dive, but yeah. Sam Rockwell is is just <laughs> amazing. Um, and then the other one was Tom Cruise. Like that's come up a lot recently because there's mm-hmm. this rumor going around. Obviously, we talked about this that it'll be in Multiverse of Madness as the other. Robert Downey Jr., but it's crazy. It could be backwards. It could have been Tom Cruise. I think I think it would have suffered for that, honestly. Like Tom Cruise. Yeah. Big. I think Tom Cruise would. Tom Cruise is another, uh, another one of those actors. Like we just talked about Keanu Reeves in the in the mini episode. Uh, yeah. But. Tom Cruise is, is like, oh, here he's a movie with Tom Cruise. And, yeah. yeah. It's uh, Jack Reacher slash, <laughs> slash Mission Impossible guy slash uh, Maverick. Tom Cruise is uh, going to fight a mummy. So, <laughs> Gwyneth Paltrow at this time, I want to say the only other movie I've watched her in was Shallow Howl. And I, I've never been a huge fan of her, but. Mm-hmm. At this point, I feel like it was pretty neutral. For me, at least. Like, 
nowadays her big claim to fame is goop and yeah. i think for a lot of people that has a negative connotation so these yeah moments, <laughs> like an end game like really awesome moment when pepper comes out with i mean otherwise an end game and, and more recent appearances even in like avengers they don't give her a lot of credit like she misses the phone call that tony stark mm -hmm. calls when he's uh going on a suicide run but like You're rescue what do you mean are you talking about in avengers when he's taking the the nuke into space yeah he's taking the nuke into space yeah she's calling him no he calls her on the phone and she's on the airplane watching the news oh is it that way yeah and she doesn't answer she doesn't see the phone ringing oh okay no you're right you're right you're right so it's probably in my head but i think like it almost seems a little passive aggressive like wow they're really subconsciously making you not like pepper right but at the end like rescue shows up or she shows up in the rescue armor the, mm -hmm. the blue iron man armor is called rescue um and th that moment is almost like stolen from you because of what you know about gwyneth Pal paltrow like for me i know i i have too much um bias is really what it is yeah i feel like i i feel like i kind of get that way as well where maybe sometimes certain people cast in roles and i'm like looking at that person more than the, the character they're playing um yeah but i i i will say that i kind of feel different because i i like gwyneth paltrow in these movies and I mean, I, I've never met Gwyneth Paltrow, <laughs> but the goop stuff, yeah, it's a bit of like a snake oil type of thing yeah. to me personally. <laughs> but uh, but I, I mean, I, I, she never she never really rubbed me wrong. She seemed she seemed real. Um, you know, the movies that I remember her in are I remember that she was in shakespeare in love um but seeing as i was 11 when that movie came out i was not interested in it really uh so i never really watched it um but i do remember that she was also in seven which came out oh yeah before that <laughs> <laughs> but i forgot about that yeah she lost her head so you know you can't lose your head you gotta keep, you you gotta keep it together <laughs> but that. <laughs> But that was a good movie, and I thought you acted well in that. Um, so maybe I looked, maybe I looked to that as my inspiration to help me uh, yeah. get get through Iron Man with her. That's and the I movie that you think of when you when you think yeah. of Gwyneth Paltrow. You think of Seven. I think of Seven. <laughs> I think of Seven. I for me, that <laughs> I forgot. Movie is... I completely forgot she was in Shallow Hell until you just said it right now. <laughs> that's that's probably what got my goat too early on her. Is she she dumped shallow howl and it rubbed me the wrong way <laughs> um all right so the the big tease for this episode before we so you know the whole story is that um robert downey jr was recommended to john favreau by terrence howard and mm -hmm. we've got so that much is, a rumor. is it a rumor that's a rumor that exists is what i'm saying i'm not discrediting okay, it at this point I, I have sources so 
Uh, actually, now's a good time to mention, if you would like sources, email us, mcudivingdeep at gmail.com. I'm not gonna list them all in the, in the uh, description of our videos, but I have sources for everything. So let us know if you need it and we would happily send it to you. But let's skip Terrence Howard because we have so much good Terrence Howard content. Well, he's so got I've, the most like story right now, right? Like not right now, but like as far as MCU stuff. Yeah. Real quick, um we talked about Colson. My mm-hmm. favorite thing, my favorite Easter egg in this movie is it's not even at this point an Easter egg, but William Ginter Riva is the scientist who works for Obadiah Stane. Mm-hmm. And I just can't get over how hilarious this is, but he's played by an actor named Peter Billingsley who has a full head of hair. He shaves his head into that uh, horseshoe. He's the kid from, uh, from Christmas story. You'll yeah. shoot your eye out. It's crazy. <laughs> But he's a big producer. He produces Zathura, which I think is another John Favreau movie, right? It is a John Favreau movie. Yeah. Okay, so they must be buds. Um, and then obviously he's back as the same scientist in Spider-Man. Spider-Man. Hilarious. So Good like, stuff. I'd love to see a Stan Lee style cameo. Um, <laughs> of just Peter Billingsley popping up places. Yeah. William Ginter Riva, <laughs> the scientist. So <laughs> kind of having shifty eyes and stuff. Uh, I'm not Tony Stark. That's what he says. <laughs> um, so we should do this too before I didn't have this in the outline, but we should talk about Stan Lee's cameos in each of these movies. Oh, right. Right. Uh, well, not each, but there's, there's just touching on this one. Well, and not, I guess not in each one. of the deep dives. I mean, we should talk about. No, yeah. Yeah. I mean, every episode we definitely should. What, so in this one, he's is this Jay Leno? No, he's um, he's uh, what's what's the man's name? Hugh Hefner. Hugh Hefner, that's right. Yeah, because when he when he comes out of the hotel, mm-hmm. when he comes out of the casino, he's out there with girls and he's got the robe on and stuff. Uh, no, when he's so Tony is going into the uh, Stark um, Industries party thing okay so this is like a super this is a i think one of his best cameos because we no longer have hugh hefner either and obviously stanley passed was it last year yeah mm-hmm. no it was the year before it was 18 wasn't it i think so because he passed before captain marvel which came out last year yeah 2018 is when he passed away so like this was prime comedy at the time. Like right. <laughs> I'm sure every nerd in that freaking theater laughed out loud. Right. And, <laughs> and by this point, I mean, for all the kids <laughs> that are, you know, under, I don't know when Iron Man came out in 2008. So if you were like five, when that happened, we were kind of accustomed to Stanley cameos by this point. He'd, yeah. He'd had cameos in the X-Men movies and he had had cameos in the Spider-Man movies. and uh, So, I mean, we didn't necessarily take it as a given, though, that it would happen. Mm-hmm. Uh, so when he popped up, it's, it's it was a nice nod. So. So is he in the all the other 
he's I know he's in like like you said the X Men movies, but it does mm-hmm. feel like an MCU thing, like where he's got almost a he's I would argue he's almost got a plot line in the MCU. Yeah. Yeah, he definitely does. Like <laughs> it's so crazy. That's that's really cool. It's sad, sad that we won't get any more of those, but I guess it officially I guess Spider Man was the first one he didn't have one in, right? Uh um, Far From yeah, Home. Yeah, Far From Home. Yeah. Okay. Well, rest in peace, Stan, but um let's talk about Terrence Howard. Well, let's go through the rest of the cast first, because I feel like that's gonna get us on a big thing. We didn't we did we did everybody else. So Jensen we, we, we talked about man. he's in Iron Man three, but we talked about that. Well, yeah, but we haven't talked about Jeff Bridges. Oh, we didn't talk about Jeff Bridges. He's not even on my list. Yeah, Jeff Bridges. I don't know. He's an actor or something. He's in a couple of movies. Jeff who? Moving on. So he we I think prior to this he did um God, what's that John <laughs> Wayne movie? Just a couple of films. I mean, he's a huge actor, but like fresh off, he did Rooster Cogburn. Yeah, he. Um, no, that's the John Wayne version of Rooster Cogburn. Well, yeah. So the movie's called True Grit. And True that, Grit, thank you. That came out after Iron Man. Did it? God. I'm yeah. Sure. Clapping your hands at me, you're so frustrated with. <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry. I thought I muted myself to do that. <laughs> Um. Okay. Oh, so, prior to that, yeah. stick it. Which you and I—that's what I was gonna say. <laughs> personally, we've seen this movie a million times. We have, because it's amazing. K Pax. I mean, he's a big actor. He's like one of those actors where you just you see him all the time, and you're like, "Oh, that's the guy." But the I think what everybody knows him from, obviously, is the Big Lebowski. Right, Big Lebowski. And then. I don't know Maybe. why I was thinking of True Grit, but like well, Tron good. is like the last thing I, I really remember him in. Yeah. Well, Tron is like, well, I mean, yeah, it's a big, big movie. <laughs> <laughs> but True Grit, you're probably thinking of True Grit because it, it did come around the same time. Like it was a couple years later, but still like it's, it's uh, relatively around the same time. I think he's like a super good, like bearded, badass kind of guy. I just think right. he kills that look, probably. Right. Did you uh? Did you ever see Hell or High Water? No. Uh-uh. You should watch it. It's a good. Movie. Is that with Chris? Uh, Chris no. Pine. Chris Pine. Yeah, Chris Pine yeah, and okay. uh, Ben Foster. Damn, Ben Foster is in so many cowboy movies. Ben Foster is amazing. MCU is people, Ben Foster. <laughs> we want yes. We we want more Sam Rockwell. We want more. <laughs> we want Ben Foster, uh, and we want Carl, Carl Urban as as Wolverine. That's right. Um, I was gonna say I have a prolific memory of seeing R.I.P.D. with it. Oh yeah. He's in that. He's like Ryan Reynolds. Yeah, Ryan Reynolds, and he has a cowboy partner named Jeff Bridges. <laughs> he just does a good cowboy type. He cast. does. He does. 
I, he killed that role. Like, I don't know. In, I mean, in Iron Man, if you go and like watch the uh, the deleted scenes, like, I'll just keep harping on the deleted scenes from Iron Man. Yeah, apparently there's a lot more footage of him that they shot oh, uh, really? for the for Iron Man. Yeah, but but I mean, they needed to make cuts in places. So, like Jeff Bridges being Jeff Bridges and just so fucking good, like they felt like they could cut more of his stuff and have him still be oh, yeah, yeah. as prolific because i mean he, he still was yeah so they mentioned that in the uh in the you know the making of and stuff they mentioned that the bad guy was meant to be the mandarin and that mm-hmm. he was meant to have like a small role but jeff you don't you don't offer jeff bridges a small role <laughs> make him shave his head for nothing well he, jeff bridges he, is great he looked great bald, by the way. Pulled yeah. it off amazingly. As a bald, bearded man, that's what I shoot for. I shoot exactly. for the Obadiah Stane look from Iron Man 1. That's why Ryan and I shave our full heads of hair to look like <laughs> Obadiah Stane. That's right. It's a choice. It is completely a choice. <laughs> uh, do we miss anybody else? Like Jensen... Yes. Oh, so Brittany and I, we, uh, I told you we watch, uh, shows, we pick shows, uh, every time, you know, my show finishes, then we watch hers and we watch a lot of stuff that's on like Netflix or Amazon, stuff like that. Right. Mm-hmm. Jensen had a bit part in NBC's Grimm. We just watched that. <laughs> it was a surprise, a welcome one. He kicked ass and you were like, Oh, oh, oh honey, it's, it's Jensen. It's Jensen. From, from 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 Iron Man, you know him. You're joking, but I, but I did, I did do that. Get in here. <laughs> get the kids. Honey, get in here. <laughs> Wake up the kids. <laughs> um, the only other actor that I think is worth mentioning is Coulson, but we we talked about him. The only right. other credit that I know him from is the Julia Louis Dreyfus show. She had her own little thing. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you remember what it was called? I don't no. know what it was called. But he he played the same character that's on every one of those like sitcom shows. He was like the, she's the main character. She's the Reba, and he is the crazy husband who's just kind of running around doing his own thing. And it's yeah. weird to see him be silly. Um, I do you remember? Okay, so. It, it came out the same year, but uh, do you remember Choke? Yeah, I love Choke. Yeah, Great he's, Sam he's, Rockwell flick. He's in that, and he directed it. Really? Yeah. Clark Craig? Clark wow. Craig. I love Choke. That's a, What a great movie. Let's do a deep dive on Choke, actually. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, crazy. I didn't know that. He's a director? Wow. Yeah. He's only got four credits. <laughs> As a director? Shield. Yeah. Oh, well. Crazy. I don't know. I thought Choke was a good movie. Yeah. I'm just surprised that, I mean, it wasn't a hit or anything, but I'm just surprised that he would direct a, especially a movie by that author, the author of uh, Fight Club. You'd think yeah, that they'd Chuck living Olenek. on high. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, let's do it. Let's do Terrence Howard. All right. <laughs> let's so, go. 
per per a number of websites, Cinema Blend, Looper, and Business Insider. I'm going to credit all these places because this is a, a long conversation uh, about this man. But Robert Downey Jr. was referred to John Favreau by Terrence Howard, who I believe is either friends with John Favreau or at that point was already cast. And we so, from from what I had heard or had read was that he was the first person cast for this movie. Yeah. So that's got to be true because we know he got a bigger paycheck. Right. So we know... Um, we don't have a figure for how much he was paid, but we know it's between 2.5 and 4.5. We know it's higher than... And we're talking millions here. We know it's higher than 2.5 because that's how much Robert Downey Jr. paid. Mm-hmm. And that's like the biggest thing about this whole situation is that Terrence Howard, I would say is probably third or fourth build in my opinion, just based on how important he is to the story, you know, behind Gwyneth Paltrow and behind um, Jeff Bridges. Mm -hmm. Lord knows why they thought they needed to pay that much for Terrence Howard. I, do you know his credits? Is he was he like a big actor at this point? Because I think the only movie I know is Hustle and Flow. Yeah. So around this time, uh, Hustle and Flow itself was a big, big deal. It was nominated for a bunch of shit and was very well received. Uh, but then also Crash had just come out a couple years prior, uh, had won, you know, Best Picture and all that stuff. And whether or not you agree with that, that's beside the point. But um, but yeah, that was another well-received movie. Lots of awards. Um, you you say whether you agree with that or not because of the the like backlash around Crash. Yeah. Yeah. So I mean, that's beside the point, though. Yeah. I personally, I like the movie well enough. Yeah. I feel like there's maybe a little cheese factor to it, but the story and the point of the movie, I feel it's it's you know got a good um kind of a lesson it's trying to teach so yeah and i i guess the we don't have to talk about crash a whole bunch but the the the, what i remember about it is that crash was the first movie where the production team started sending copies of the movie to the uh is it what is it the academy yeah like their boats and all that stuff yeah and now that's commonplace and and that's they it's thought that that's to have impacted the votes. Well, I mean, yeah. if all of them have seen it because they received a copy in the mail, then. Uh, right. So I didn't realize Crash was right was before Iron Man. So that probably yeah. is part of it. And so, I mean, you're going to, you're trying to build, uh, build this big world type thing. You're going to want somebody who's a big, big name right now and, and on a hot streak. Right. So. Yeah. Coming off of Crash and then coming off of Hustle and Flow and Yeah, and I I guess I haven't seen most of his movies, but I, I would never have imagined I'm just gonna talk myself into a corner. I I wouldn't have thought that he would have been the name to sell this movie. I mean Gwyneth Paltrow for mm. me Jeff Bridges is probably the big name, but Oh yeah, I would have, absolutely. I would have expected it either of those three actors, Robert Downey Jr. would have been the name that I wouldn't have known, to be honest. Yeah. Um, well, I mean, so credit where it's due, I, for, for this movie, 
and you know, I'm I'm actively looking at at his uh, filmography and stuff right now yeah, as well. Yeah. But yeah. like he he's a good actor. So yeah. I mean, yeah, go after him. He I don't know. He he was great in Four Brothers. It's a it's a good movie. Yeah. Um, I liked. Uh, I just saw it and I I lost it. He was he was great in Law and Order Special Victims Unit episode Reparations two thousand one. <laughs> I'll say he was the best part of the two thousand seven film Awake that I went and saw by myself. <laughs> we should we'll rehash that on a mini so. <laughs> <laughs> I, you shouldn't complain about Awake. We went and saw Mr. McGorium's Magical Emporium. <laughs> I'm so. not complaining. I like. I'm I'm being completely serious. He was the best part of that movie. <laughs> <laughs> you're like uh, you're like the lady at the end of uh, the Mist. She ran away in the middle of the, of the movie, and could, everybody thought she died, but actually she got away. I survived. You <laughs> killed all all of your friends here in this car. So, <laughs> we can do that so, too. We can do a deep dive there because I, I read the book, I so I know oh, I know all yeah. the lore. There's a lot to unpack there. <laughs> so, obviously, Terrence Howard, despite you and I thinking he did a, an okay job, a fine job, Brody's not one of my favorite characters. I doubt it's one of yours either. But um, I guess he had like a, in addition to being grossly overpaid um he had a quote-unquote bad attitude on set he had to reshoot a lot of his scenes Mm. um these are reasons that between those three sources i gave that he left the big one obviously is the the money um but there's this question about like is marvel like and I'm assuming Kevin Feige is a big part of it there because I think they they do a good job of letting their directors, um, at least nowadays, take the helm. But like there are stories about Marvel being like pretty disagreeable. In addition to Terrence Howard, you know we can get into the other movies when it's time. Mm-hmm. But Edward Norton, um, I think like pretty quickly in the MCU, Ant Man was announced with Edgar Wright attached, mm-hmm. who had had you know done. Shaun of the Dead and uh, Scott Pilgrim, and he right. he got the axe pretty quickly. Mm-hmm. Um, Mickey Rourke has said stuff, right? So I don't know. There's there's a realm of possibility where Terrence Howard is an innocent. Uh, <laughs> well, hang on. Here. Okay, so let's go. Let's go back a step. Um, now, I have read in things where Terrence Howard himself has called himself difficult to work with and and that so i mean that that goes with there but if we're saying is marvel disagreeable like the movie studio stuff absolutely like that that kind of goes to a point as well hey we're building this entire world we have these things that we need to happen we have all this these like particulars right ed norton is amazing he is uh, also like a very particular actor, and he sure. he likes to to kind of have his influence on on what's being done with the characters and stuff like that, which 100% to his credit should be should be the case because he's a brilliant actor, smart yeah. dude, right? 
Don't but, go too far into Edward Norton because we got we have the Hulk is our next deep dive. I'm with you. I'm with you. But I mean, obviously, if if you're go with a you know a movie studio that's saying, hey, we need to get here, we don't have a lot of room for you know malleability. Yeah. Uh, same with you know Edgar Wright. I I fucking love Edgar Wright's yeah. movies. I like. But would you say those same things about say Terrence Howard and Mickey Rourke? Are they so well? I mean, elite at their craft that that they should be given more leeway. Well, yeah, we just touched on Terrence Howard being a a good actor and being able to yeah. to carry himself. Now, with with all of the other stuff that we might get into here, you know, bad attitude or being disagreeable and stuff like that, then yeah, that causes some some tension and and the like so <laughs> so i mean i'm just answering the question is marvel disagreeable <laughs> yeah and especially there and you talked about how they're given um giving directors yeah. freedom yeah i would say that they've they've kind of loosened up and james gunn once we get to the guardians of the galaxy yeah. stuff like that's totally <laughs> take it and run type of stuff yeah, exactly taika watiti that's yeah. that's what i think of yeah. As opposed to like, and and the Russos, like they just kind of do whatever they want. Yeah, um, but but I think that also you have to kind of look at the time frame of when those things happened as compared to this yeah, stuff, right? That's like true. early early stuff that has a lot to do with the world building component. It's it's a kind of a different that's different true. show. So yeah, um, so. When Terrence Howard was being called to get Iron Man 2, and I, I think that we should talk about this just because um, Terrence Howard is not in Iron Man 2, so I think we should talk about it in this diving deep, but he was called and offered a $1 million pay cut from what he had, which, again, is between $2.5 and $4.5 million. So we're saying between $1.5 and $3.5 million he was offered to give um, to, to, to be paid that for Iron Man two. So he gets this offer through his agent. Um, somebody at Marvel calls Ter- Terrence Howard's agent. They tell him, we're going to offer you this much t- to come back. Um, and Terrence Howard's agent. First thing he says, is F you to that rep. And I'm assuming right. he, he hung up the phone or she hung up the phone because I, I imagine they wouldn't hang out or hang out. But no, not. It's kind of like a power move, right? Yeah. Call me back with a better offer, essentially. <laughs> um, as we said previously, Terrence Howard referred Robert Downey Jr. or like was a proponent of him being hired on. So as mm-hmm. anyone in that situation would do, he called Robert Downey Jr. to say, Hey, give me some money. I'm, I need you, I need you to, I need to cash in on that favor. Mm-hmm. And Robert Downey Jr. allegedly did not answer his phone for some number of months or did not yeah. return the calls until after, obviously, Don Cheadle was hired. And then he returned the calls and apologized. And, like, Robert Downey Jr. has spoken amicably, amicably about this. Mm-hmm. But uh, I think... 
I don't know how recently Terrence Howard has been asked, but I don't think that he still has a very good opinion of the experience. Right. So what I've read while doing uh, some research for this is that uh, he's he's kind of flip-flopped quite a bit throughout the years. Is sometimes um, sometimes he's like, okay, it happened, moving moving on, right? Because you know life's too short that type of shit and then other times he's like (laughs) oh those sons of bitches like yeah i mean if i were in his shoes and i got you know basically shut out of you know this this what became a humongous thing i would i would be a little miffed so i i mean i can understand that but let's go back. So you've mentioned a couple of times how T- Terrence Howard has, has said that he was the one that, that introduced the idea of of getting Robert Downey Jr. Yeah. I can't discredit that. But I can say that the Marvel exec people have come out to say that that is not accurate. Oh, really? And that he was not, not to say that he didn't push for Robert Downey Jr. or anything like that, but what they say is Terrence Howard was not the the deciding factor. Now, you know, behind closed doors stuff, I I don't know anything about that. But I feel like it should be brought up to say that. Yeah, and I don't think that they would ever, especially for a guy they fired. I mean, if, if you, your buddy, gets fired... And he's outside like, I got you this job. Of course, they're all going to be like, he didn't get you the job. Hey, you did a great job casting this. You're fine. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I was, I mean, you and I looked up great. It seems like he's kind of spiraled since then. I'm looking at his, his you know, credits and I'm not seeing anything. Empire, I guess he's pretty famous for. I haven't seen yeah, that. Yeah, that show, that show is popular yeah so post empire he's quit acting and i i don't think that we should we talked about reading some of this on the podcast but i think that we should just say to anybody who's listening go to google and just google terrence howard there is there's a lot there um he's a he is a individual (laughs) he's ascended and if i could pick one word he's ascended he he has some um he has some some different ideas on math and (laughs) math i don't know maybe maybe things that have happened or not happened Maybe these can factor into on whether or not he's a credible source on what what happened on the set of Iron Man. That's true. So that's that's kind of the point is uh, if you have questions about how any of this went down, I don't think that you should pose them to Terrence Howard because he may not be a credible source. Um, but that being said, that sucks, man. Like he got offered this job or this, this paycheck 
it wasn't his fault. Like you don't should turn down a four and a half million dollar offer. I did. There is an article I think on cinema blend that says that he, he has called it a hundred million dollar loss. Well, I mean, yeah, with the, with the way that everything's kind of turned out and it's blown up, right? Like, I don't think he's hurting either, but I, uh, no, absolutely not. And it's, it's like a different thing too. It's not just the money, but like, I think it, all of these actors have said too, like, it's a life changing, um, choice to like join the MCU, which is Mm -hmm. why like Chris Evans, who's not even that old, I think he's approaching 40 is just tired of it and wants out or has for a number of years, I think, but Mm -hmm. it's, it's kind of crazy. A hundred million dollars out for behavior and for you know the offer turning down the offer um Mm -hmm. yeah yeah i mean it 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 is but i'm sorry you know what i wrote i read our notes wrong before what what he had said previously was he took a one million dollar pay cut to hire to, Robert to Downey. hire Robert Downey Jr. Yeah, so yeah. He, he was potentially what, talking about a five and a half million. Right. So what happened for the sequel was he had signed signed something when he was cast for this movie to say, okay, well if this this does well and Iron Man two is greenlit, then you'll get a, a raise and, and a bigger bigger cut, so like eight million, I think, is what you have on the list here. But then the offer that was made to him when they did start doing the negotiations for Iron Man 2 was $1 million, So, See, that's crazy. That's <laughs> Yeah, that's pretty much like a... Okay. Yeah, that $100 million seems like kind of crazy. Thinking, I mean, looking at... Because um, the source that I have here says that uh, Don Cheadle was offered basically... Terrence Howard's offer as well, and he took it—the one million for Iron Man mm-hmm. two. So, with that in mind, like a hundred million loss, that seems a little, little high. But if he was offered eight million per movie, well, and and so while doing research and stuff on, on my end, my end, I I found that Don Cheadle was also talked to about <laughs> being James Rhodes from the beginning. Oh, really? He was a, as a well. So, yeah. So interesting. That'll we should follow up on like maybe we should do the the Don Cheadle perspective when we do Iron Man two. The Don yeah. Cheadle perspective, I like the sound of that. <laughs> there, so there's a great story. I'm gonna save it for Iron Man two diving deep, but there's a great story about how Don Cheadle was hired on, like the phone call he got. But stay tuned. Stay tuned. When when's that? Like four months. Yeah, four months from now, we'll probably. <laughs> I think we could get to these faster now that we have a cadence. Oh yeah, I, we we can't be working on like civil war after three years. That's crazy. But no, I'm I'm with you. All right. Well, you you have any final thoughts? I loved it. Great movie. Five out of five. Holds up. It's twelve years old now, which wow is like. I, I it still feels like it came out two years ago. Great movie, everybody everybody in it's good. Terrence Howard was good. Go see it. It comes Go out April twenty ninth. <laughs> well, thanks. Thank you for listening. This is a long one, so uh, I hope you yeah. listen to it in uh, pieces. 
but leave us comments on the Facebook page, on the Twitter. Tell us what you thought. Give us a rating. I appreciate your, your listens. Yeah. Thank you. You're the best. I love and you. We'll see you at our, our next mini-sode. See you next week. Next week. Thank you.